everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Ben Bickman from our Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2019. Dr. Bickman is a researcher in fat metabolism from Brigham Young University. In this excerpt, he talks about the benefits of carb restriction, eating plenty of protein, and benefits of eating fat and ketone production, especially for women with lipedema. I think it is accurate for us to consider individual tolerances to carbohydrate. Just like people have sensitivities to this kind of food or that kind of food, I think it is really fair or accurate to consider that some people have higher or lower sensitivities to carbohydrate itself. We're so comfortable speaking about various types of food sensitivities. And more and more, so, you know, someone sensitive to this kind of food, someone sensitive to that kind of food. And I would submit that we need to be more open-minded to the fact that some bodies are just sensitive to glucose. That is what type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance is. It is a body that cannot metabolize glucose as well as it could before. In fact, that's what Alzheimer's disease is to a very large degree. It's a tissue that can't metabolize glucose very well anymore. And so the idea of people wanting to ever increase the degree to which they are eschewing carbohydrate, in other words, reducing the carbohydrate consumption more and more to find an optimal level for them, I do believe they're justified in doing that. And thankfully, they can. It is not an essential nutrient to humans. All of the glucose we need in our bodies, the liver makes. And so in this case of people reducing their carbohydrate consumption ever more and more, that thank heavens, they, this sensitivity is to the one macronutrient that the human does not have to eat. There are such things as essential fats. There are essential amino acids. There's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate. And that is a very conservative textbook answer that is not an essential macronutrient for humans. I'm not saying there's not a benefit to some, perhaps. I mean, there can't be some beneficial molecules in some carbohydrates, but the fact of the matter is we don't need it. And so these people, these women in particular, that find that they're just thriving at lower levels, well, more power to them. I'm delighted that they've been brave enough to experiment. The truth behind this, does protein really elicit a robust insulin response? And the truth was more complicated. I'd always thought, yes, it does. That's how we justify cutting out protein. But very quickly, I found these delightful old studies from, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago, so older studies. And what they found was that the insulin response, you needed to consider the other variable. And that was glucagon, which is in a way insulin's hormone opposite where insulin wants to tell a cell to store energy, glucagon wants to tell the cell to not store it and to use it or to share it. So, and where insulin wants to lower blood glucose, glucagon wants to increase it. They each have an essential purpose in human physiology. In a way, it is just to balance each other out. They are each other's check and balance. So that was part of the, my curiosity that, that if insulin was going up, but glucagon was matching it, well, then some of that negative effect, including ketogenesis, some of the regulation of ketogenesis is going to be mitigated. Glucagon will counter what insulin was going to do. And that is absolutely the truth of it. The fact is you cannot make ketones unless glucagon is elevated. Glucagon is the main stimulus on ketogenesis, just as much as you have to get insulin out of the way. 
because insulin inhibits ketogenesis so powerfully. It's not enough to just remove the inhibitor in the form of lowering insulin. You also have to increase the stimulus in the form of increased glucagon. But nevertheless, when I looked into this a little more, the truth of it was just so delightful, which is that if someone is in a low-carb state, either through a ketogenic diet or fasting, the insulin response to the protein, or I could all say it this way, the insulin to glucagon ratio that is very low when someone's fasting stays low even when they eat protein. In contrast, if someone's eating protein and they're eating glucose with it, then the insulin to glucagon ratio just spikes, it climbs. And so suggesting that there's a powerful insulin response to that protein. But again, if a person isn't ingesting a lot of glucose with that protein or any in many instances, then the insulin response is something they do not have to worry about. That is why you can have people nowadays in these carnivore versions of the ketogenic diet, they are eating meat is, muscle meat is overwhelmingly protein. It's at least by calorie, half fat, half protein. That's a lot of protein and they're in ketosis all the time. I have overwhelmingly in my years as a scientist looked at most of the benefit in, in low carbohydrate diets as simply lowering insulin. And I still believe that's the case. The greatest benefits across the board, metabolically and, and beyond, are, uh, arise because of the lower insulin. However, more and more, I've begun in addition, and partly this has driven my own research in my lab, which has in turn solidified this sentiment. Ketones themselves are, are more than just a marker of controlled insulin. They are viable, beneficial signaling molecules in their own right. They go above and beyond just the benefits of a low insulin state, which again, I believe are considerable. Ketones themselves have a considerable benefit. And we are seeing this in, in real time. We published a paper um, two years ago finding that ketones improve beta cell health and the beta cells, the actual insulin producing beta cells of the pancreas. Ketones improve muscle um, oxidative stress. In other words, it reduces oxidative stress production in the muscle, helping the, uh, for every molecule of oxygen being used, the muscles basically making more ATP out of it. And now this finding with the fat tissue that I already described. So uh, independent of all the benefits through over the years, finding, um, revealing um, papers looking at um, ketones improving neuron health. So ketones are molecules that deserve respect. Um, textbooks that still refer to them as metabolic garbage really are due for being rewritten. Thank you, Dr. Bickman. We always need to know more about how we can fine-tune our diet when there is lipedema present. And we do understand that it is quite individual, but we have these basic things that seem to work for women who have lipedema. And so you give us some good guidelines to consider. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing.